afternoon, this is Ketchell Kirkham with Looking Up. A few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Now, last week I had Ral Kutsir on the show and he's talking about his wonderful, beautiful new image of uh, the Carina Nebula. And he's here again and he's going to tell us something about astrophotography, which is somewhere between a sort of science and an art. Uh, and if you go to the podcast site or onto social media, you'll see this new image. It's like a a big ball of fire. It's orange and red and yellow. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's very sort of cloudy. It's like a, looking into a big flower or something. Um, anyway, so good afternoon, Raoul. And how are you today? Good afternoon, Kitchell. I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Um, so now, astrophotography, it's really, it can be as involved as you want it to be. Um, so it can be qu- something that's quite simple, but it's not like during the day you go out with your phone or a camera and, and you point and shoot. It's a bit more involved with that. Tell us about this image. I mean, what kind of components do you need? How do you go about making an image like that one of the Carina Nebula? Well, Kitchell, I think, I think the first thing that will, that will come to mind is that you need to have a telescope, obviously. And then secondly, you need to mount this particular telescope in such a way that it can actually, um, follow the object. In this case, the nebula, because the, the nebula will move across the sky, um, as the earth rotates. So you need to have a mount and a tracking system to be able to, to lock onto this object. And then obviously you will need something to capture the image and that will be um, an astronomical camera. And, and in my case, and in many other cases, the, the camera sensor is cooled down to approximately minus 15 degrees Celsius to reduce thermal noise on the sensor. And then second, and then after that, you will have to use your laptop or a computer to be able to control all this and some software to capture these images. And then afterwards, once you're done to get the data, you will need to um, process this information um, using sophisticated software. And this is where the magic comes in, isn't it? Because you get that data from outer space, uh, from a very, very long way away in, in the case of the, the Carina Nebula. And then you do what? You, you mess around with software. It's not, like, it's not quite like Photoshop. Tell us, what do you do to render those digital bits into something so beautiful okay so so the first the first thing that you need to keep in mind is that we we take multiple exposures of the object in my case approximately five well not approximately i take five minutes per image exposure and we call those subframes and then in the end we actually put all those images on top of one another um process called stacking and that is to reduce um the noise noise from your camera sensor and some other noise generated in the electronics as well. And by stacking this, the randomness of the noise will cancel out and the photon, the information that you've gathered, will be um, enhanced and actually added to one another. And then afterwards, once you've collected um, your final image, the results of your stacking, the final image will then be processed. Some people do use Photoshop, but not in the sense of editing the picture by adding or removing bits and pieces or information, but simply um, bringing out the colors and um, improving contrast. Um, in some cases, a little bit of sharpening is needed. Um, I do not use Photoshop at all. I use another piece of um, astrophotography software specifically for astrophotography images. But now, if people wanted, uh, they, they don't need all this sophisticated equipment and time and patience, um, but they can actually take pictures with their mobile phone of, say, the moon. 
Isn't that right? Absolutely. The cell phone technology improved um, such a lot and the sensors inside the phones really improved and the applications you get with your cell phone now can actually do astrophotography as well and it will also stack some images um, and then give you a very good result. So cell phones are being used very often and quite successfully in astrophotography. The problem is that if you want to look at faint objects, then you really need to have longer exposures than can be achieved with a handheld cell phone or a cell phone even on a tripod. Yes, and then you're going to need a a camera that's mounted onto a substantial telescope, which is something something like the equipment that you've got, Raoul. Yes, indeed, Ketchel. You need a telescope of a reasonable aperture to be able to capture more photons. Um, the larger the aperture, the more photons you can gather. Not strictly correct, but it plays a role into the photon gathering. It's the focal length um, or ratio that is really the important thing. Low so, F numbers is very needed, or very much needed. So now we're getting technical here. <laughs> um, but uh, look, it's, it's really is a beautiful image, and I encourage anyone to go onto the podcast site and have a look. This beautiful, beautiful, enormous big red flower. Thank you so much, Raoul Katsia, for letting us use this image and for telling us something about the complexities of your hobby. So thanks a lot, Raoul. Thank you so much, Mitchell. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. F-M-R.